Hello, this is Julie Ann. Welcome to the podcast show Life with Collective Purpose, about you discovering your higher purpose in life and answering the call for a shared collective healing of the world. Be inspired by our guests that reveal how they made the shift from the individual life purpose to a collective purpose to serve all. If you resonate with the guests of this show, you will be inspired to shift to a life with collective purpose and to answer the call to join our container of bright lights that will shine on the new world. I am a book publisher that has helped over 300 authors to unlock their gift and purpose by sharing their knowledge and wisdom in a book. Many of these thought leaders are now recognizing this transition from the I to the we and their call to be of service. If you need some inspiration to look at your life and understand how you too can make this shift, listen in to our show every week. Join our family as we share our stories and make connections that will help you to live a life with a collective purpose. Hello, this is Julie Ann and Life with Collective Purpose. And today I have Nancy Gordon, who is a transformational grief expert. And as you know, that is a subject very, very close and near to my heart. And so Nancy is an international best-selling author. She is a speaker and a transformational life-changing expert. And she knows firsthand what it's like to deal with serious loss and grief. Uh, after a life-changing car crash, um, it was Nancy's personal experience from hurting to healing and transforming her loss into love and grief into growth that led her to dedicating her life to helping others to do the same. She offers a very unique clinical and personal perspective on navigating all loss and grief, and she specializes in pet loss grief. She is a licensed clinical social worker and a certified life coach, and she combines her personal experience of fibromyalgia um, and a mild traumatic brain injury with her professional expertise to help people on all elements of loss and grief. It is Nancy's mission to make a difference in the world about how grief is perceived and understood and experienced and supported. And as you all know, that is something that I have recently been going through myself. And so I'm delighted to have this conversation with Nancy. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much, Julianne. I'm honored to be here with you. Thank you for the opportunity. We just had the most fascinating conversation and uh, you are very dear to me because um, as you mentioned to me, uh, when you go through a grief journey, one of the things that is uh, very frustrating is when you look at the support and help that's out there. And um, there seems to be a very uh, uh, stringent and hard lined approach to the 
seven levels of grief, um, which seems to end um, at the acceptance stage. And uh, I think you and I are both in agreement that, um, you know, grief can be a very different journey and it can be one that can be extremely transformational. And so it's wonderful to hear that you're bringing this to the world um, and you're actually helping people to understand that the grief journey can actually be very transformational. And um, people know that the recent uh, grief journey I went through was def definitely transformational for me. And, um, and it did lead, in fact, to this, this podcast that you're now talking on right now, which is talking about collective purpose. And uh, for you, I can see after our conversation that your purpose is very much helping people uh, repurpose gr uh, grief uh, to be transformational. So, uh, so thank you for doing that. <laughs> it's wonderful, wonderful. Definitely my life calling. It certainly is. Now, you have managed to bring this down to um, seven practices for grief. So in, in this interview, uh, we're going to talk about those seven practices um, and, um, and, and just so that people understand um, a different way uh, to look at grief. So first of all, your first step, Please tell us, Nancy. The first step um, is called surrender without giving up. There is a very big difference between surrendering and giving up. And I discovered that initially in my own journey after a devastating car accident. And when I finally came to terms that I had to quit my business, uh, it was very devastating, and I thought that I was surrendering, but after I closed my practice, I realized um, as I did my own work in that journey of loss and grief that I actually had given up. Uh, I hadn't surrendered, so I began a journey learning what surrendering really is about and how you identify it. And I experienced surrender with both my parents' deaths and with my two service dogs who I lifted up, as I call, instead of putting down, mm -hmm. uh, within nine months of each other. And I had a very different journey about surrendering between the two of them. And they taught me so much more about the deepest, richest parts of surrendering. Mm. That's practice one. And, and, you know, the interesting thing, um, and we were talking about this is, you know, when we talk about grief and loss, you know, grief and loss comes to us in, in so many different ways. And so all, what we're talking about here is any kind of grief, grief or loss. And that, as you, as you say, that can be the loss of a, a close uh, dear one to us, um, you know, such as your parents or such as my fiance. Um, it can also be um, a pet loss because, um, you know, the, the pets often become, you know, our very closest 
um, allies and soulmates. Um, and it can also be the loss of your normal life, you know, because of a disability, you know, through um, a car accident um, or a disability that has suddenly um, un unexpectedly uh, changed your life. So it, it's loss of the, of the life that you had before. And all of those elements, um, it, it's important to uh, talk about surrender first. So I completely identify with what you're saying. Absolutely. It, it took me a while to let go um, of my fiance. And I remember a particular uh, day where I, I had what I would refer to as a screaming, um, a screaming tantrum in the house, you know, where, you know, I had to shout and scream, you know, why, 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 you know, why did this happen? Um, and until I got to the point where I could just surrender and say, you know, I surrender. It, it's happened. Like <laughs> I need to move on. So I, I totally understand. So what's the next stage or is that what's the next, the next uh, practice for grief? Um, this practice is called, Oh, good grief. <laughs> about really understanding what grief is, the gifts of grief, and that when you go through your grief journey, there, there are stages that you experience. Kubler-Ross identified five stages. I have added two stages to that whole grief journey, my own um, clinical experience and practice and experience my own journey. Um, so I've added two of those. And um, the first is anticipatory grief. And the last stage I added was is uh, transformational grief, which is, you know, what you've been speaking about and what the, the purpose of this podcast is about. It's like how, um, how we can use our loss, use our journey through grief to help us grow, to help us make different decisions uh, through life that, that make a difference of how we live in the world and how we relate to ourselves and to others. Yes. Yes. It's, I mean, I, it's, uh, it's so interesting people's perception of grief. And I, I know certainly myself that, um, I had a lot of comments, um, you know, that people saw my grief journey, um, you know, as a as a good grief experience, um, you know, that I was I was definitely um, I had a big presence on social media, um, you know, for people to witness my my grief journey. Um, and, you know, uh, and now only five months later, you know, I'm uh, congratulate being congratulated on my, you know, my new transformational journey, the new podcast show and, uh, and my new soulmate partner that I now have. So, uh, you know, not many people after, uh, five months of grief are actually, you know, that, that, uh, that far along on their grief journey. So, yeah. Oh, so what is, what is uh, the next, what's, what's step three or what is the third praxis in, uh, in your grief, grief practice? I call it mindful perception because mindset, which is about how we talk to ourselves, how we think and how we approach things in life is really affected by 
how you think, how you talk to yourself. And so your experience can be healed or traumatic based on how you perceive everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's how true is that? <laughs> yeah. The perception is everything. Uh, you know, if you stay, if you stay in your grief and, uh, you know, you can, you can make that, that choice really of, you know, a, a poor me, you know, like you say, when you went through a very traumatic uh, car accident and, you know, there were many people that, that j- just go into that place of, you know, poor me, or you can, you can look at it uh, in, in with a completely different mindset um, and have a totally different result. So, um, you know, I think that that's, that's, that you have the personal experience of that to be able to share um, that, that puts you in a very different position. So that's awesome. Yes. It, I call it a life-defining moment. My yes. car, other kind of markers like that, when you go through a traumatic event or a loss, they're life-defining, but how they define you is up to you. Mm-hmm. Perception comes in. That's where the grief work comes in. That's what can make it transform from a loss to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. And the fourth practice is called the guilted cage. <laughs> so, in the grief journey, there is often, uh, whether you've lost a person, whether you've lost a pet, whether you've lost your health, um, there is very often, more than not, an experience of guilt and regret. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's such an important piece of healing grief because grief puts a lock on your heart. Mm-hmm. And within that lock is grief and lack of forgiveness and shame. All of those pieces are in that guilted cage. Yes, I can, I can certainly say that I went through that myself. I, uh, you know, felt, felt guilty that I couldn't have done better uh, to have uh, been more supportive uh, of Azuka in, in the hospital, you know, that I could have been a better health advocate for him. Um, you know, I felt then I, then I felt shame because I was getting on with my life, you know, rather than being the, the, uh, you know, the wailing widow that everybody expects me to be. (laughs) So, yes. Absolutely. Those are all triggers for feeling guilt. And again, how you perceive and approach that feeling makes all the difference in your experience. And had you not, you must have done some work around that guilt because you were able to move on. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the, that's the golden piece. That's mm-hmm. the gold that guilted cage. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the fifth practice. Uh, is called let love lead. So along with, simplifying your life and good self-care, a very important piece of healing is learning to love yourself, learning to forgive yourself, to having uh, a practice of self-compassion. I was very much of a type A go-getter, 
um, person before my car accident. And so it was very hard for me. I lived in that gilded cage and in that unforgiving self-judgmental place for many more years than I wish to admit. Though Now I take the shortcut. But back then, um, it was it was very hard for me um, to practice that self-compassion. And it's so important to have that self-compassion when you're going through trauma, when you're going through loss and grief. That is sort of the underpinning of resilience. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, I think that, um, you know, if you if you don't take that time, um, I, I think I think you could never really move on. I mean, I know from my own personal experience that I had to you know, I felt very guilty about my business um, because I felt guilty about um, taking the time to just grieve, you know, to to give myself self-love, to give myself, you know, if I wanted to stay in bed and cry all day, that's okay. You know, if I wanted to go and stare at the waves on the beach for the whole day, that's okay. You know, um, that self-love piece is so important because it's so easy to feel guilty that you want, you need to get back into life, you know, in the normal flow, in the normal way. Um, so yeah, self-love is... I can't, I can I, I would say it's one of the most important pieces because if you can't do that, then you're just going to stay, you're just going to stay in that, in that page, in that place, in that cage for a long time. And, and the effects, the, the ripple effects of that, um, not healing your grief and not practicing all those self-care, self-love, self-forgiveness, self-compassion pieces is that it, it affects how you live the rest of your life, how you actually are in relationships to others, not just to yourself, mm-hmm. but it affects everything. Yes. And, and um, that's, I think, you know, that's a part of trauma of grief that when it is unhealed, it does put a lock on your heart. And really, it's so sad because what we're here for, I believe, is what dogs teach us, which is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And what my dogs taught me in my process, uh, my whole journey with them before and after they passed, was about practicing my own self-love, which they taught me because they loved me unconditionally. hmm hmm Yes. Wow. I, I, I know I could talk a lot about that topic because um, I, I realized that I had completely um, caged my heart. You know, I had a I, I, I had one session, which was an energetic healing session with uh, with somebody. And um, they identified that I had literally locked my heart like it was locked away. I was not giving anything love, anyone love. It was just like nobody could nobody could ever have access to my heart ever again. And uh, and and just, yeah, actually just recognizing that and then releasing it so that I could actually love again. Uh, that was that was a huge piece, a really big piece. It is a very huge piece and, and well said, because when you have a lock on your heart, not only can you not love others, but you can't allow love in. Yes. And that spells lonely, depressed, sad, 
addictions, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So number six. Six is entitled Just Do It Differently. Mm. Um, what my three-legged dog Pink taught me when she had her leg amputated. I watched her figure out what she used to do and how to do it differently. Mm. And it was an amazing story. And I wrote a children's book called Pink, the Three-Legged Dog Who Lost Her Leg and Found Her Courage uh, because she, she is probably one of the biggest mentors that I had while I was going through my own recovery and resilience to who modeled to me how you can reinvent yourself, how you can just do it differently. And, and in my case, just doing it differently actually became a whole new path of helping people that I wouldn't have been on had I not had that car accident and all that followed. Yes. Yes. I, and that's part of the, of the transformational piece as well. Um, recognizing that um, you have all that reflective time to be able to reflect and transform and, and do things differently. Look at life differently. I, I, I certainly know that I look at life in a very different way to the way that I looked at life before. And I think that uh, that transformational piece of the of, of looking at things differently and accepting that you now look at things differently is uh, that's, that's a big, that's a huge piece. That's a huge piece. So what is the final practice, Nancy, in your seven practices of grief? It's uh, called secure your stride. So it's about never giving up. It's about believing in yourself. It's about uh, letting go of what you thought it should look like and surrendering to what it is, and then making that a powerful transformation. It's all about, this step is all about putting all the other steps together mm -hmm. to transforming your loss into love and your grief into growth. Yes, and, and I know you mentioned joy as well before, which I think is, uh, you know, that's a big piece of transformational growth is, is coming back to a place of joy. Um, I, I mean, I know from my own experience that, you know, when you come out the other side and you actually start looking at grief as transformational growth, that bringing joy back into your life is such an important part. And it's in, and it's a beautiful balance. And, um, and, it really gives meaning. It gives meaning to the whole journey of loss and, and grief. And uh, it, it, it really does. Um, I mean, it's not just a, it's not just, it's not just about hope. It's actually about transformation. That's really what grief is all about. Isn't it? Is transformation. Absolutely. And there's a chap sub chapter in this um, section, Secure Your Stride, that I entitled Play in the Balance and Balance in the Play. And that is about joy. It's about being able to hold both and the grief, the sadness, the loss with the joy and the moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it is a very, very integral piece to the first step, which is surrendering. It's, 
it's really um, the flip side of that coin of surrendering because without without being able to surrender, you really can't feel joy. Mm-hmm. When you think about laughing, which is an expression of joy, you can't really laugh without letting go. Yes. You know, letting go in your body, your, your breath, your facial expressions. It's all about letting go. So they're very, all of these practices are very intertwined mm-hmm. uh, and kind of interdependent and they all have repeat buttons. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but that is the truth. <laughs> yes. Once you learn, you know, for me, what, what was, what the gift of my journey was, was that brought me such hope and, and really motivated me to help others understand these seven practices is that when, when you practice all of this, you really experience life differently mm-hmm. and yourself differently. And there's, um, um, it's, it's really a very profound experience to understand that when you practice these practices and really incorporate them, they, they bring you to a place you've never been. Yes. Yes. I, I, I have to, I have to completely agree with you because, um, it, it it's completely life changing. And I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think of the way that I, I look at everything, I, my whole life, my purpose, um, everything now, um, you know, personally for me, it was, it was a very um, spiritual experience of moving from, you know, understanding that we are, human beings having a spiritual experience to actually recognizing that we're spiritual beings having a human experience um, and that, you know, a death is, is a eternal, um, you know, that the soul, it, it is just a, it's just a physical death of a physical body, but the soul uh, never dies. And uh, you know, for me, that was a, there was a huge shift in, in perception and the way that I see life and see the world. And, uh, and I think that was, was certainly, well, it was completely life-changing for me. It's completely and totally changed my whole life. And so um, I, and I think of that as a very positive thing. And, uh, and so that's why I, I love what you're doing, Nancy, because you're, you are helping people to understand that grief is transformational, that it does not have to end at surrender. It does not have to, you know, end at acceptance, um, that it's actually the beginning of a brand new way of looking at life. And uh, so I'm really happy to, to see that that you are uh, one of the few um, that, that are, you know, taking this torch uh, and you're really helping people to look at grief in another way. Yes, it's, it's, um, it's kind of my way of making lemonade out of lemons. It's all, yes. again, part of that mindful perception. This, I have a subchapter called See the Glass Half Full and 
grateful. And um, that was something my mother taught me. And I also learned through my dogs, um, especially Pink, that when you can see the glass half full and find the gifts, no matter what, um, in, a, in a loss, in a trauma, and, and there are gifts. I'm not, and I don't mean to devalue or minimize the trauma or the loss, but when you can see the other half of that glass, full and you're grateful for that it it's another it's sort of another pathway to help you change your life yes absolutely absolutely so for those that uh would like to find out more about nancy um you can go to her website which is nancygordonglobal.com that is nancygordonglobal.com dot com um and you can find out more about her you can also find out more about nancy at um link tree which is um https slash slash link tr dot e e slash nancy gordon global that's link tree slash Nancy Gordon Global. And uh, you have to put a little dot between the TR and the EE. <laughs> thanks, Nancy. Thanks so much. And thanks for joining us on Life with Collective Purpose. And um, I look forward to, uh, to working with you. I know that we're going to be doing some exciting projects together in the very near future. Thank you so much, Julianne. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to step into your higher collective purpose in life, head over to www.influencepublishing.com and claim your free two-hour webinar on unlocking your story and discover a family of support and love to help you embrace the collective call to purpose. Please go to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Please share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life. Until the next time, live a life with collective purpose.